Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time <gasps> no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to a Celtic State of Mind. I'm Paul John Dykes and tonight I am joined for the big Champions League encounter at Celtic Park by Kevin McCluskey. Most of the acts on team, the Scottish-based ones anyway, Kevin, are at the game tonight. You're not. I'm sitting here. We're going to cover the game before, at halftime and after the match. As we know, uh, we have faced Atletico Madrid three times previously in European competition. Will it be fourth time lucky tonight? Let's hope so. It's as good a time as any to break the break the duck. So why not? I was at the, the last one, the one in uh, was it twenty eleven? Yeah, lost one 0 I can't remember who scored them. I've got a feeling it was Reyes that used to play with Arsenal. I can't remember. But anyway, I was at that game, and there was a there was a wee difference in class between the sides then. But you know, this is a different game. This is what twelve years later, whatever it is. Totally different game, a bit more confidence. Let's go out and do it and break that duck. Well, it is a duck to be broken, not just against uh, tonight's opponents, but in this particular tournament. This was the discussion when Brendan Rodgers took over for a second time at Celtic Park. It was our very own James McKenzie who asked the question about European aspirations, Kevin. Um, you know, it's one of these things people say, you're not a European side, uh, you know, you're never going to be a European side. But when you, you're brought up, with the tail, like guys like you are brought up with the tales of Celtic's European golden age of the 1960s and 70s. By the time we came round, um, it wasn't really the case. I mean, there wasn't uh, a run in Europe between 1980 and Martin O'Neill's time, whereby we were actually in Europe after Christmas. I mean, it was a shocking uh, run. Um, it was European Cup quarterfinal against Real Madrid, 1980 where we beat them 2-0 at home and we went over to the Bernabeu and were uh, defeated 3-0 by 
right up to Martin O'Neill's time. So over 20 years of European failure. I remember it myself, Kevin, going through the 1980s. Um, and you were lucky if you got into the second round, you know, playing teams like Partizan, Belgrade, Neuchatel, Zamax, Germinal, Eckerin. Um, I remember a famous victory against Cologne. That was one of the few famous victories where they beat us 2 nothing away. Well. They pulled it back. But, you know, it was few and far between. So we're harking back now to a golden age, the first time we met at Let's Go Madrid, 1974, European Cup semi-final. And that is where most of the bad blood comes from, if not, in fact, all of it <laughs> comes from a, a fixture 49 years ago, whereby there were seven Atletico Madrid players booked, three sent off, a fight in the tunnel, death threats when Celtic went over to Spain. I wasn't even born, but I still don't like them because of it. <laughs> Uh, it's better, isn't it? Something like that that happens before your lifetime, and you know it kind of has a big impact on it. Because I've grown up my whole life being told you will dislike Atletico Madrid, yeah, and it's all because of that game. Um, right. I must Who say, else is like, in that? Who else got, is in that bracket? Rapid Vienna. Oh, Rapid Vienna for sure. Racing, Racing Club. Club mm-hmm. After that game, uh, uh, there's a team in Glasgow. I'm not quite fond of either. Um, actually, there's been two teams in Glasgow. One's a fairly recent establishment. The other one was a little bit older. But do you know, there's not very many other teams that I would no. say we dislike. Because maybe in st- terms of the fan base, uh, Hamburg yeah. and Ajax. Maybe in terms of the Hamburg, fan base, yes, of course, yeah. of course. Yeah, but no, there's not very many other teams that you get brought up to go because of a specific game. This is a team that you'll kind of grow up to hate. Kind of mm. thing, and I, I look at the, I look at this Atletico team just now, and I've got a wee sneaking admiration for them because I see them as being the, the underdogs in Spain against Barca and Real. But when it comes to tonight, there's there's no admiration for them, and uh, I'll quite happily read up on those games for the seventies and what they did to Jinky Johnson and the death threats and him coming off the park saying they're going to shoot me, they're going to shoot me, and genuinely fearing for his safety. Yeah, so. Yeah, for all those reasons, let's go out there and, and give them a doing in the park by playing the pure, beautiful, inventive football that Jockstein would have wanted us to play. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, it's it's going to go either way, right? It could be a famous uh, European night. You and I covered the Real Madrid game last season. In fact, we probably covered both games. Uh, you know, the game over when Jota scored the free kick. Um, we certainly covered the game at Celtic Park where so near yet so far, and it's been a story of our European endeavours as of late. And I think that uh, Brendan Rodgers is, um, you know, he's ambitious enough to think that he can do something, he can progress in some way as a manager of Celtic on the European stage. As a fan, you've got to temper that enthusiasm at times. You know we're a very small fish in terms of the financial ability to compete. Um, but as Brendan said leading into this game, Kevin, you don't have to be the best team to win on nights like tonight. Were we better than Barcelona in 2012? As a football team, you know, it's hard to um, argue because we won the game. But, you know, you look at the stats, you look at the possession, you look what they went on to achieve after that game. And um, it's just, you know, the world's aligned on that particular evening and we got the result. Now, this is a very, very good side that we're up against this evening. But I also think Celtic are playing with a confidence. We're starting to play with a wee bit more of an identity and a flair under Brendan Rodgers. And 
it's come at a good time for us. People might say, listen, it's a good time for them as well. It's come at a good time for us because we're on a running good form now, aren't we? We are. The performances over the last few weeks prior to the international break and then coming back at the weekend there really kind of stepped up a level. Um, first few weeks, you could see like, me, a few players getting used to slightly different system. The full-backs in particular were not quite themselves. Callum McGregor looked off the pace for the first few games. Mm -hmm. just never quite got into his groove. And then slowly but surely, week by week, everyone's just improved. They've got that kind of 1%, 2% better every week. And now, like, touch wood and all that, going into this game, we're running like a kind of well-oiled machine. Players they know their positions, they know the runs to make now. Um, they know where their teammates are going to be. We saw it after just three minutes on Sunday at Tynecastle. Um, like they've got, we call it the gallusness of Palma to play that yeah. pass over the top. I mean, that's a pass you pay, you play maybe 15, 20 minutes into the game once you've worked your way in. He's doing it after three minutes and he knows that O'Reilly's making the run um, and finishing it off. So you can see that we've definitely improved from the start of the season. Um, and our European performances up till now, I think have actually been pretty decent. We're so unlucky to have played as well as we have in the first two games and have no points. So another performance of that kind of level, maybe just a wee bit better tonight. And you never know, we could come away with three points. And we need to pick something up. Like Brendan said that as well, he's pre-match. We need to pick something up tonight so you can be sure that the, the players will be right up for this game and wanting to give it their all to make sure that happens. Yeah, if you haven't seen the teams yet, we'll run through them and we'll have a discussion in relation to how Celtic have lined up. Joe Hart and goals. Alistair Johnston at right back with Greg Taylor at left back. The central defensive partnership of Carter Vickers and Liam Scales. At midfield three of Matt O'Reilly, Callum McGregor and Rio Atati. And up top we have Dyson Maeda, Kyogo Furahashi and Louis Palma. On the bench for Celtic, interesting enough, Lagerbjelk, who we spoke about earlier on today, makes uh, the bench. We've got Nat Phillips, Yang, Turnbull, O, Iwata. Uh, Bernardo, Bain, Morrison, Forrest, Ralston and Mikey Johnston making up the homegrown quota there as well, Kevin. And for Atletico Madrid, we have Oblak, Savic, Witzel, Hermoso, Molina, DePaul, Koke, Nuguez, uh, Galan, Gil, Morata and uh, Griezmann who make up the Atletico Madrid side. And it is a great side. What you're looking at here is for us to be at the absolute top of our game um, and as you say, the margins that we keep talking about is becoming cliched as being clinical in front of your goal and cutting out the errors at the back. So we'll start at the back, Joe Hart and goals. We were talking earlier on today about his season so far, Kevin. I've, I've been thoroughly impressed, I've got to say. you know, uh, James was giving him a dig out for some of the errors that he's made this season. But I think he's minimised errors compared to last season. I think he has as well. I don't really recall so many big errors. There's obviously Livingston away where he gets sent off. There's a big error there to get sent off. But other than that, he's been pretty solid so far. And if you looked at the first few games of the season, take the, the St Johnston game as the prime example. Mm. A goalless draw and the forwards never looked like they were scoring. Joe Hart makes two big saves to keep it at nil-nil. So that's a game where you're disappointed to come away with a point. You could easily have come away with none if it wasn't for Joe Hart. And he's done it a few times this season. He's made big saves at 0-0 at in matches. 
that's kept us in it. So I think um, I think he's proved a lot of doubters wrong. And even, you know, probably his other big mistake was the one at Feyenoord before somebody jumps into the comments and reminds me of that, I'm sure. Um, but then he saved a penalty. So there's a bit of, you know, we've got to give him, give him his juice for that as well. He recovered from that mistake. He didn't let it yeah. affect him. And overall this season, I think he's shown why he's Celtic's number one and maybe why we should be looking at extending his contract for another season, if if that's to be believed, because I think that's that's the talk at the moment as well. That is the discussions. I think uh, earlier on I spoke about the fact that I would agree with Liam Carrigan's view on this, whereby you keep him for another year, Kevin, but you bring in another goalkeeper uh, and you clear the decks with what you've got at the club at the moment. Um, Scott Bain obviously on the bench tonight, uh, Benji Segrist. You bring in someone else who's really going to... Because those two goalies are not pushing uh, Joe Hart for, for his jersey. So you bring in another goalkeeper to challenge uh, the number one next season. I'm pretty confident with him tonight. I think that um, on occasions like tonight, he's he's got that experience both at this level, uh, big games for uh, England at international level. I've got no doubts that uh, he's going to be a big player for us tonight, and he's going to have to be the way because we are going to be under the cosh for for long periods tonight, and you need to be able to have that discipline to stick to your game and just not not let the onslaught. Uh, make you think this is going to be 90 minutes of one-way traffic. If you can be resolute with your defensive system, we will get chances at the other end. We do have creative players that are going to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think we will. We we created chances over in Feyenoord in the first game. Um, not the clearest of chances, but we were very much in that game and we had a really good game plan that was working up until just before half-time and then the sendings off. Kind of ruined that game for us. We created chances against Lazio. We scored one of them. Palma is, oh, what is he? Half a stud of Maeda's boot. I think it was away from scoring a goal that puts us 2 1 up. Because I'm sure it was Maeda, wasn't it? They got the touch. It was. Yeah, what, it just, comes I mean, it was so like, if, he, if he doesn't touch it, he's onside at that point and it's a goal. Done, and 2 1 up. You know when somebody's spinning a plate and they just skim it? And just skim it to keep it spinning. I, that was Mader's boot on the that's, ball. That's what he's done. Didn't even change yeah. the, you know, the direction of the football. Not at all. No, because you normally see that when there's like a call for a penalty, and that's your decider. Does it? Does he win the ball or not? It's mm. how the ball changes in direction. With that, there was no change in direction at all. It's the merest skim off the boot. Letting the law though, he did put Palmer offside. But if he doesn't do that, he scores that goal. We created chances in that game. We've created chances in every European game that we've played in the last few seasons. Well, there hasn't been a game, I don't think, where we've come off being completely battered and not had a chance. We'll get chances tonight. You've got 60,000 Celtic fans in there that know we must win tonight if we've got any chance of keeping the, the dream for second place alive. Give us a good chance of third place. So they're going to be right behind the team, pushing us on. And they could be that kind of mythical 12th man it just gives us the boost that we need. Listen, we were talking about that earlier as well, Kevin. There's been a lot of discussions around uh, the the fractured relationship, let's just say, between a section of the fan base and the Celtic board. Um, even when things are going well, there are going to be disagreements. We have you know, a, a squad of fans uh, at the North Curve, the Green Brigade, who have been uh, pushing for fans to take 
Palestinian flags into the, the ground tonight. Celtic, as a football club via the board, have made it clear they don't want that to happen. But already on social media, I've been seeing pictures of a display which is in the colours of the Palestine flag on the standing section at Celtic Park. So Jungle Lion makes the point. Um, Celtic statement might backfire tonight. It looks as though uh, they are organised. There's one thing about the Green Brigade, about the Ultras. They're an organised group, Kevin. They're able to communicate throughout the ranks and organise things like TIFOs, displays, protests. It is happening tonight and there's nothing that's going to stop them. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply no, I think it was Natasha that shared the, the letter in the WhatsApp chat this morning, so it was the first I saw of it. And as soon as I saw it, I just thought, well, you've just guaranteed about twenty to 30,000 Palestinian flags are going to appear in the stadium for that. Um, listen, it's the right to do it if they want to do it. It's a, it's a cause that they feel passionately about. There's a wrong in that side of the world that's going on at the moment, and this is a way of highlighting it and bringing it to people's attentions. I don't think you can I don't think you can justify banning a flag from a football stadium that's the flag of a country. I don't think it's an offensive flag. I understand why Celtic don't want us to bring it in because the club will get fined because for some reason UEFA doesn't allow that. They'll allow, because of the political element of it, but they will allow the flags of somewhere like Ukraine now, that's a completely political argument that's going on there as well. And no club has been fined for flying Ukrainian flags. I don't see the difference here necessarily. Um, but yeah, the club's kind of tried to stoke the dust. No, not stoke the flames, calm the flames of that one. But they've ended up kind of shooting themselves in the foot and stoking the flames. And Yeah, I think we will we'll see that big, um, big display tonight. And that no, just yeah. shows, as you said, the disconnect between an element of the support in the board. The thing is, we're, we're unlikely to see that on the TV screens because they do their best not to look at that and not to broadcast it uh, and, and you know highlight it as well. But I think we need to even get away from saying that you know the waving of a flag is a political statement. It's a humanitarian statement that's been made by the Celtic support to say that this is wrong, that innocent civilians being murdered, not in the last week, not since the 7th of October, but for the last 75 years, is incorrect. And if there's a political narrative from our state, where we live in the, in the media, um, who obviously are, are just um, spewing out the propaganda, Kevin, then the Celtic fan base will stand up to it. And I think that fair play to them. 
Um, and I, I, you know, so I wouldn't expect any less. Stand up for people in our cause, yes. so no, you don't expect any less. Hundred percent. So um, we've got class nineteen seventy eight, the year I was born. Hail, hail from Corby. What is it with Corby? Let us know, class. There's a big Celtic contingent in Corby. Educate me. Why is there so many Celtic fans down there? Uh, we need to get down and do an Axom event, actually, down in Corby. Give us a, a shout. Let us know where the best place is to do it. Palma and Kiel will to score in a 3 nothing win. Well, who's scoring the double? Let us know. Um, a 3 nothing win would be phenomenal. But Andrew comes in and says here, Kevin, Andrew Kingsland, uh, tough game ahead tonight. Any win will do for Celtic. Listen, I get that, right? See if you come away with a draw tonight. That that's a great it's a great result against this team. Yeah, if you look at that team on paper, taking a shot right now would be a fantastic result. But I don't want to settle for that. I want us to go and get the three points. But aye, I mean you're playing against a side here that's got a uh, DePaul in the midfield who's just won a World Cup for Argentina. Griezmann's won a World Cup for France. Morata's won European was it the Nations League for Spain fairly recently and Champions Leagues, I think. And, you know, that's it's a star study team they've got. So, aye, you, you would take a drop, but I'd rather take that that win by any way, by any means possible right now. Yeah. Now, Double Denim, I love hearing how people watch and enjoy Axon. I was getting told at the St. Rocks game that a couple like to, from time to time, snuggle up in bed and watch a wee bit of the Axon. So if that's you, wherever you are in the world, enjoy it. And hopefully you've got a nice wee hot cup of cocoa just to see you through the next couple of hours. Double uh, Denim. A wee, warm, a wee hot water bottle and a wee cup of cocoa. A wee hot Me and you. <laughs> <laughs> Double see you Denim. Night. <laughs> we will. We'll get, we'll get through this together. Moan the Hoops got my anniversary shirt on and a belter it is as well. Axon at the ready. Three generations on the couch. How good is that? Let's go 2-1 Celtic. If we get a 2-1 win tonight, I will be delighted. In fact, if we get a 2-1 win tonight, I'll wear double denim on the show tomorrow. There we go. Jungle Lion. Axon have to get a sweet in the ground to do these shows for the extra buzz. Listen, right, um, the thing with that is we started doing these during the pandemic. I had no choice than to do them within the confines of your own space, Kevin. Um, but as time has gone on, and obviously coming out of the lockdown, we've looked at all these different um, avenues, you know. Do you get a pub near to the stadium? Do you do it? Um, and I even thought about doing it in the back of a, a wee camper van um, in the car park, just outside Celtic Park. I love the idea of doing it in a, in a suite, but we've been told that, um, particularly when games are being broadcast, which is just about all the time, uh, you can't broadcast. It's against broadcasting rules within a footprint of the stadium. We get away with it on a Monday morning because there's no games on a Monday and we do the wonder, nobody bothers us. But if we were to try to do that uh, on the eve of a game, for example, there would be a broadcasting embargo. We wouldn't be allowed to do it. Um, we are looking into how to change it slightly on match day. Um, from purely selfish reasons, I wouldn't mind going to the games, Kev. And because you're in Hungary, maybe you can cover them whilst I'm actually in the stadium. But yes, we are looking at ways to improve it all the time. Jungle Line, get your predictions in in the comments section. How happy are you with the team? We said today, Kevin, it was one of the uh, Bill Shankly moments whereby Brennan Rodgers could come in and say, listen, same team um, as it was on Sunday because we have found that kind of fluidity. Um, it's a strong side. There's maybe a couple of surprises in there compared to the beginning of the season, i.e. Palmer, perhaps, and maybe Scales. But that is the strongest team, if you ask me, that we have got at our disposal at the moment. Yeah, it's, it's the strongest team, yeah, the players that's available. Um, 
and the, one of the guys that you mentioned, it's the, the surprise to come in there. Scales absolutely earned his right to be there. We've spoken about him quite a bit over the last few weeks, but quite rightly, because he's deserved every bit of praise that he's got, because start of the season, me and you in particular, in the earlier games, pretty open that you're a little bit wary about him being in the team because you think there's a mistake going to come, as Jerry also mentioned on Monday. And now he's gotten us to a point where you're fairly comfortable and confident to see his name there. Um, and he, and he, he fits in there. And that team at the moment, 100% is the best team that we've got available. Why would you change it if you didn't have to? I used to think I was a bit of a, a fan of the rotation system at times, but now I'm thinking we've got a settled 11, just play it every week. It builds confidence, it builds rhythm, it builds everything that's positive about that team. And, you know, the way they've played in the last few games gives you that wee bit of hope that you can go into any game and you can give your opposition a game. To use the Real Madrid game from last season as well, we talked ourselves into believing that we could beat Real Madrid before the game, kind of half-jokingly. And then by half-time, I think we actually began to believe it. And that's what this team can do to you. So I'm, I'm going to go into this game right now with that same mindset and think we can do this. There's no point in being here if we don't think that we can do it. It's going to be a really tough game. We all know that. There's no one thinking it's going to be a walk in the park for us. But you know, home at Celtic Park, Champions League night under the lights, get the Billy McNeil romance in the go and you just never know. No, you're right. You're, you're absolutely right. And I think I, I do get a sense that on a Monday when I'm taking the wonder where, where the place is empty, it's quite early and you're taking that wonder round. You're just thinking, you know, add the people. It's just a big, you know, um, grey building with plastic seats. But you add the 60,000 people into that stadium and that's where the magic happens, Kevin, right? Because you do get a sense that when you're walking around, it's a big barren space. You know, there's people emptying bins. It's just another big football stadium. And you add the Celtic fans. That's the magic dust. That's what, that is what adds the ingredient that can make things happen like tonight, Paddy Burns. Um, are we all in for a magical night? Let's hope so. And AGSC, I like this as well. A win tonight puts us one point within both Lazio and Atletico. This group is wide open if we win this evening. Absolutely. And Mount Kadath, uh, Mogwai fan, love that. I am fearful our strategy plays into their hands and they hurt us on the counter with quality. We can hurt them on the counter with quality as well, Kevin. And we've also got Paul McLean coming. If you want to make any kind of comment in the comment section, subscribe to the channel. It's all free and you can get involved. Paul says, don't see us getting anything over the next two games. Probably at least one dead rubber for us this year. Come on, Paul. Get with the programme. You're talking about magic fairy dust and um, fairy tales and, and big wins at Celtic Park tonight, Kev. You've got to have belief. And I think that Brendan Rodgers... Brendan Rodgers does have that, doesn't he? He's, have that, he's got that ability to make you believe that you can elevate yourself and, as an individual and as a team to compete in games like this. Yeah, he does. And Ange had it as well. Because as we go back to last season, before every single game, I think we covered them all. And we genuinely believed that we could win every single game, especially after the, the Madrid game. Because I think we were just so impressed by how well we played in that first hour. But we thought we've actually got a style there that is it's confident and it's bold and it's attacking and we're playing it well. But we could give everyone a game. And Brendan's not quite got that same style, but he's got something else about him. 
Um, it's like that pragmatism when you go, he knows how to manage games. So Andrew wants to go out and blow a team away. Brendan will go out and try and suss the team out. He'll have us playing a clever game. And as I, I'd said before, I think the, the game plan that we had in the first two games was perfect. They were both spot on. It was a daft goal that we lost just before half-time that threw us against Feyenoord and then a mad five minutes in the second half. And then against Lazio, the game plan was perfect. It was <laughs> it was Maeda's big toe that cost us a victory in that game. We've done the majority of things right over the first two games and it does give you the confidence that you can go into the biggest game out of a lot of them so far and think that we're not going to be overawed and we can take something from it if we stick to the game plan. And yeah, there's nothing out of the first two games that makes you believe that we won't stick to the game plan. So, yeah, like the Paul McLean was it that come up and said, you know, we're not going to take anything from the next two games. He might be right, we might not, but it's not going to be through the lack of trying or effort. No, you're right. Now, John Moore is asking if we're actually showing the game tonight. Um, we could try and pull together, Kevin, for the broadcast fees, but unfortunately not. We're not going to be showing the game, but we will be back, John, at halftime for 15 minutes. You've got a spare couple of hundred grand to buy the rights for this game, no? You know who did that? Fregis McCann did that, and he did it for the, the game that Dixie Deans missed the penalty kick against AC Milan. Um, okay. Another semi-final, 1972. European Cup semi-final, and he got the broadcasting rights to satellite broadcast that game over in Canada at the cost of £100,000. Fergus McCann, there you go. Um, no, I don't have that kind of money, unfortunately. Um, Odd Bob, break a 10-year curse tonight. Why not? Uh, we've also got the DJ of choice. This is a day This is a day for three points, I say. For three points, I say. Right. Um Liam Scales, we've been talking a lot about him and that partnership that he has with Carter Vickers as well. But I also think that the performance levels of Greg Taylor have improved significantly. What's your, what's your take on Alistair Johnston? He's not really doing the inverted thing, is he? He's not. You threw a curveball there because you've mentioned Carter Vickers, Scales and Taylor, who I was expecting you to ask me about. And now you've thrown in Alistair Johnston. I've got to right? keep you on your toes. I think mate. Johnston's... Well, good. Someone should. Uh I think I think Johnson's just had an Alistair Johnson type start to the season where he just goes about and does his business really unfussily. And you could go through a game and not really notice him, but in, in the best way possible. Because he's just he's solid and reliable. And uh, he's gone back to the more sort of traditional up and down the line fullback position, which I think suits him because as much as he was good last season coming in field. And you can tell from his time I haven't played as a right centre-back, he is fairly comfortable on the ball. But his his main strength, I think, is just kind of going up and down the line, providing the support for whoever's in front of him. going to be probably Dyson tonight. Um, yeah, Johnson's just Johnson. He's full-blooded and committed. And this could be this could be a perfect kind of game for him. If he's up against maybe somebody like Griezmann from time to time, that'll be a right good battle. So yeah. let's see how he copes with it. And he's one of those mm. players that we think and we rate really highly. So this is the kind of game that he's got to come out there and prove to us or the rest of the world that he's as good as we think he is. There's also players like Scales who not that long ago, members of the Axon team were asking whether or not he was Champions League quality. I've heard that argument around Greg Taylor as well. Um, and I was even hearing it 
regarding Kyogo until he scored the goal against Lazio. I always thought he was Champions League quality. He's broken that duck. I can see him scoring again tonight. We've got uh, Michael Lee, MCC. You have made me believe, Paul John, 2-1 Celtic. And Ridiculizer is telling us, updating us, that there are plenty of Palestine and Irish flags in the crowd, which is what I would expect. We're not looking at the uh, footage at the moment, but we are going to be there within the next 60 seconds or so. I asked about Corby, and uh, Geza A is coming up. Steelworks in Corby attracted many Scottish immigrants, and I do believe there's a big Celtic supporters club down there. If you're a member, if you know someone who's down there, give us a shout. It wouldn't be bad for us to go down, bring the Axon troop, bring the roadshow, bring an Excel and have a, a wee night with the Corby CSC. Prediction for tonight, Kevin, before we get to the action. Oh, well, it's been positive positivity so far, so let's say 2-1 Celtic. 2-1 Celtic. I'm just trying to think if I predicted a score earlier on today. I'm going to go 2-1 Celtic as well, and I'm going to ask you the question before we get to the, the action, you know Kevin. Sorry, I, I actually said 2-2 earlier on on Monday with Jerry. So apparently I have also become more positive as this show's gone on. So like that. that's the power of Axum for you. The power of positivity. I really do need to watch the um, the game back, the Real Madrid content and footage back that you and I were on because we were believing at halftime we're going to beat this one oh, up. Um, I've never watched Aye. it back. Never watched it back, Kev. But I'm going to do that just for the crack. Um, now, tonight, we do have a massive game ahead of us. It's the Champions League. Go away and enjoy that. Come back at halftime where Kevin and I will be talking about, hopefully, um, a magical first half at Celtic Park. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. And thank you to Kevin McCluskey for joining me on a Celtic State of Mind. Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.